0: It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon Green, has 25-plus years in the automotive industry with 10-plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Business Cars and Scars. I'm your host, Brandon Green, and I have a couple of awesome guests, and we're going to be uh, promoting a little uh, St. Louis fun this time. Um, and I want to uh, definitely throw a shout-out for our sponsors, Vida Nova Cigars, which are badass cigars. i got a couple in front of me right now, and they're awesome. And, of course, my shop, the car I shop here in St. Louis, and if you get something out of this, please like, share, and uh, leave us five-star review on the show. I would love to have that and have your support. So with that said... I have Mr. Jason Lacave. Did LeCave, I get it? I I it? That was
1: good. That was good. All right. I got it.
0: And Mr. Jim Smoot of, uh, <laughs> well, well, fuck that. that this is Fantasy Jim right here. We got Fancy Jim and Fancy Jason right here on the show. <laughs> That's right. Baby. So we're going to have a little fun. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, the upcoming uh, April 30th show um cruising Lindbergh we're going to talk some business we're going to talk some fun some cars some um little past things some a little bit of everything so uh awesome. yeah I tell you what um Jason why don't you introduce yourself give us a little background tell us about uh a little bit of everything and uh the whole cruising thing and kind of how this got started and then we'll move into Jim and and make, have some fun with
1: this. Cool. So, you know, I'm a real estate guy, but I'm the Cruising Limburg guy. It's kind of crazy how that happens. It's uh, meant to be. Uh, so I used to cruise Limburg with, like, everybody in South County, right? It's our little magical three-mile strip. And so COVID lockdowns happened in 2020, and it's 2022. Well, April, we did an event after the COVID lockdowns, and, like, thousands of people came, and it was such a fun event. And so we're just kind of keeping that momentum going. Every year we get a little better, get new sponsors, get more, show more love to the community. Each event gets bigger and bigger, and we're just having fun with it. So
0: it was so much fun too. It was so much fun to do that event. So well, I'm glad yeah. you came out. That well, truck, yeah, got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that brings some attention, Jim. Yes, sir, Mister <laughs> Fantasy Jim. We got Mister Fantasy Jim of Fantasy Coachworks in the house. Holy fucking shit. This is a legend. Yeah. Motherfucking legend right here in the house. So a legend in my own mind. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a, it's a reality. (laughs) Uh, What, what, what what was the, uh, what was the thing we were talking about earlier? It was the St. Louis. What was it, Jason? What's that? The St. Louis, um, Hugh oh, Hefner of St. Louis. Hugh that's Hefner of St. Louis. How could you I was thinking how
2: of, could you forget the Hugh Well, Hefner I
0: had of the of I had Louis. the uh, Hustler Club thing in mind, so I had a different name going, but oh, I knew yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. right. So was it wasn't the Larry Flint of St. Louis. <laughs> I am still on two feet, by the way.
2: <laughs> All right. The, the, the Hugh Hefner of St. Louis is what uh, I was called by Jamie Almond of Channel Four News. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, unbelievable. Love that. So we go, we want to start early. Give us early. a little background, man. Right, let's let's do, have some fun. We're going to do some background. So. We're just,
0: it's just a conversation. Let's have a good let's time. Let's
2: have a conversation. We're drinking hey, some drinking ice beer. cold Bud Delicious. Select. we got a whole cooler full here. Cheers. They've been on, uh, oh yeah, cheers, baby. So Cheers, cheers brothers. Been on ice since 10 a.m. this morning, and it's about eight o'clock tonight on a, what is it, a Tuesday night? Monday, Monday. night. It's a Monday night, yeah. So I came off of a, uh, a national marketing manager's job uh out of Santa Monica, California, and was exposed to the West Coast scene back then, which was actually a little bit of everything. I mean, you had the vans, you had the lowriders, you had uh, uh, the stuff that hauled the bikes around. I mean, there was just so many different types of cars and uh, segments out in California. So we came back to St. Louis, got a $500 loan from my high school sweetheart, who is now my wife, by the way. Of almost Shout a out year. to Rose.
1: Yes, She's Rose, awesome. Thank you. Putting Bro- up with Jim, little yeah, angel, <laughs> angel. Yeah, that's right, and and
2: she's of the persuasion of Mr. Licavoli here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Licavoli.
2: I am supposed to say Licavoli. Licavoli. <laughs> Her name was Colona, so I know his real name Spizan. is Licavoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, so we started a little van shop out on South Lindbergh, and uh, you know that went well. It was just a kind of a trend, a fad that was going on, and. What really put us over the top was when we decided to do a television commercial. This was when the days before social media. So the only visual thing you had was four or five television stations, right? Mm -hmm. So I hired a model out of Barbizon Modeling Agency. We did a television commercial that said, basically, if you've recently bought a small car and something seems to be missing, visit Fantasy Coachworks for the latest in custom motoring accessories for your car, van, or truck. Live the fantasy at Fantasy
0: Coachworks. Well, You've we, done that once or twice, right? A couple of times. <laughs> where
2: we take your fantasy from mind to metal. So anyway, our business jumped 125% out of a little shop. Wow. Over the, Literally awesome. overnight. Overnight. Mm. I mean, we were pretty much overwhelmed. Mm. So over the next couple of years, uh, uh, I developed a franchise program. We started franchising the business. We ended up expanding to 34 franchises in eight states. One of the big promotional items that we did was a race from Boston to San Diego, an outlaw road race called the Four Ball Rally. And that kind of really put us on the map. It was a promotional vehicle that allowed us to – we made posters with the fantasy girls. We uh, did personal appearances everywhere. Autographs were signed. So it was it was the kind of thing that, uh, again, you could do today in social media with really, I think anybody could do it if they had the.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In
2: fact, that's one thing I want to talk about, uh, Brandon, uh, because this is a business show also, right?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. okay
2: so all of these business owners out here, all these small business owners, I am really shocked and really saddened by the fact that they do not take advantage of the social media. Mm -hmm. You can as a business owner, you know your business best. So you should be out there as a spokesperson for your business, and if you really can't do it or you really don't want to do it, then hire somebody to do it.
0: I, I got to say, I got to say something real quick right there. Go ahead. You know what? I am as guilty about this as anybody. I, I, of course, I'm doing a podcast and whatever, but we were bullshitting about this earlier. But I'm very introverted and whatever. I don't put my shit out there nearly as much as I should. So. I'm, absolutely I'm, i agree 110 percent, jim i am glad you said
2: that because you and i are good friends you know we start we met each other motocross racing right yeah Rays, yeah racing dirt bikes 10 15 years ago i yeah. think and you have this awesome stereo shop in fact there's a lamborghini set yeah. right out here <laughs> <It's> <laughs> being worked on. <laughs> you know why is there not a picture of you standing next to this lamborghini on social media right now and then you got the Cruz and Lindbergh guy sitting here in your own podcast studio. Where's the picture of him standing with you? I I got some pictures of that. So don't worry. Okay. (laughs) We're we're going to be making this happen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But, but in general you can connect with not only your without with anybody, but you can actually target your specific market because you can go to different groups and so on. So the idea that the small business owner can't look like the big uh, Fortune mm-hmm. 500 company. That's baloney. You can, you can go out there and make yourself look as big as you want, but you got to use the tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, if you're a uh, carpenter, you if you don't pick up the saw, you're never going to build anything.
0: Absolutely. freaking – that is fire right there for anybody fucking listening. <laughs> that is fucking fire. Yeah. I know a lot of the people that listen to my show are – you know, some of the guys in business and you've been fucking told this, this is fucking fire right here. Yeah, man. Cause Jason, that's wisdom. Yeah. yeah. So what I want to say is leverage,
1: you leverage other people's money, other people's time and other people's efforts. That's what business is. Yeah. So we leverage the bank, right. To get money or investors or whatever, but like, When you're leveraging... So, again, like I asked these... We were on a podcast earlier with these other guys, right? Yep. I want to know how to share their content the best way they want it shared. Yeah. And they they didn't even have the answer. Exactly. (laughs) Now, well, because they're on different channels and stuff. And I find myself kind of... When somebody says, what do you do? That's a tough question for me because I do a lot of things. (laughs) And so I am define myself. I got something for you right there. All right, tell me. Pick one. Pick one.
0: Ah, there you go. What (laughs) you do is... On your profile, on everything you do, so may ask you, what do you do? You may have several different businesses, a lot of things you do. Be like, hey, I uh, I own some R&Bs, Airbnbs, Airbnbs, mm-hmm. or I do cruising lumber Hell, mm-hmm. who cares? Pick it, pick something that's good for you. Gotcha. Yeah, he he, yeah. he already has. He's bullshitting you because, <laughs> because everything that
2: he every time he starts with any interviews, if you've seen on his, any of his recent interviews, he says. I'm a real estate guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. I am a real He's estate a real guy. Sa- and so- why? Why?
1: Because it's the smartest God dang thing you could do is be in real estate. Every wealthy person I know is either made their money with real estate or real estate is part of their portfolio.
0: Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
1: So Agreed. I know I need to be in real estate. That's right. And You're a real know. estate guy, baby. That's it. And this this <laughs> is
0: business cars and cigars. So we're going to talk a little business about some real estate. Yeah, Me and Jason already talked about that. I said, hold that. Hold off. We are off the air,, yeah, 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 I go, hold off. We're going to talk about this for a minute, so yeah,
2: this is going to be a well-rounded show. We're talking about Cruz and Lindbergh. We're talking about cars. We're talking about fantasy girls. Wait a second. They don't get no better than this. Why are we just not talking about fantasy girls then? And
1: then we're also talking about real estate. on the table. I like fantasy girls too. I'm
0: good with that.
2: We're talking about real estate also, you know. But exactly, it just depends on what you'd like to talk about. And the more beer we drink, I think it more leans towards fantasy girls, right?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That's usually how it works out, yeah.
1: So I want to do this model contest. I want to do the car washes. I want to be. So I find myself. Wait a second.
0: This is a
2: revelation right now. He's actually admitting it on air. Well, no,
1: because so come because on. now we can talk a little more yeah, yeah, you know yeah, come on. i find myself the more in the spotlight the more pc i have to be right like i'm 51 percent teddy bear 49 percent gangster but i can't flip the switch <laughs> you know what i'm saying because yeah, even you. though it's there trust me i want to say a lot of things i got a lot of opinions but <laughs> i'm
0: flipping the switch hey, <laughs> hey I, i'm the guy fuck it it's my show i'll say That's right. you know what we all like some titties every once in a while Absolutely. You know, i mean let's be honest and, and all the girls love a great looking dude too
1: Absolutely. so it's all cool and the women love those cars right they find them sexy they they find it exciting it's in their dna yeah, too yeah and that's cool and we go back to like we're animals and if you go back to your that's animalistic right. intentions right. and goals and right the foundation so the like hunt. jim here's exactly we're on
0: the hunt. that's foundational it's the same reason why we do business and why we make money and why we're doing what we're doing. It's the same. It's all the same fucking thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and you can. E- I mean, you can either be a sheep and follow along with what everybody else is doing, or you
2: can be out there and be a hunter. Yeah, a you know? trailblazer. Yeah. You know? a trailblazer.
0: Because that's, Cause a that's where you were, I and mean, I those commercials oh, were. I'm crazy. a small fish in this little crowd right here you know i'm i'm freaking learning here and wow. I, and that's the cool part about doing these shows is i get to learn from jason i get to learn from jim i get to learn from all my other guests that have been so gracious to come on it's it's just fun but i also get to learn something and hopefully get somewhere well oh. we
1: learn from you it says listen right there and i've been doing i've been trying
0: <laughs> i appreciate I'm you not talking appreciate. as much as i would just so everybody knows um, I know this is not on video, uh, but I have a little note that um, I found out that I think it was Mark Cuban does. He puts a little thing that says, listen, on side of his notepad or whatever for the shows or whatever he's doing or whatever. And I took that and I put that on every fucking thing. And it has I have to have that because it reminds me to listen. You know, don't go squirrel and fucking, you know, oh, there's a chip in the. Ceiling tile, or you know, whatever the fuck it may be. So it makes me listen, listen to what everybody's saying, and not only just respond to respond, but also to respond to ask questions and learn and work on it, you know. And that's that's what I got out of that. So,
2: you know what? I was a freshman in Cleveland High School, and I was in a class, some kind of gifted class, or whatever that they called it. It was bizarre stuff. (laughs) And the teacher finally Do we get
0: do we need to get you a little bus? Now listen. listen, listen, listen. I'm just giving you shit, Jim. I love you, brother.
2: So the teacher asked me, Jim, why don't you say anything in this class? Because it was all these other people that were supposedly, you know, intelligent or whatever the hell they thought it was. And I told the guy, I said, Everything that I say I already know. So anything I say I already know. So i want to listen to what other people say and maybe i'll learn something mm. and the teacher love just that. shut the hell up right there he thought holy cow this kid knows a little more than i give him credit for just because he sits there being quiet and that's I lo- what i was
0: oh quiet. i love i love that jim yeah <laughs> it's like somebody actually paying attention so yeah, yeah pay attention to others, jim yes <laughs> <laughs> do you need a beer well, no. yeah. <laughs> not wrong. yet, not we're yet. We're, so getting, there. we're, we're I, getting there. I want you to give me a little. We're gonna talk a little business first. I'm up gonna, too. I'm gonna hit you both up, but I'm gonna hit Jim up first on this one. Um, give us a little. Um, I know you gave us a little bit, uh, but fantasy coach works. I know you went up. And one thing I like to do on the show is uh, talk about some of the fucking struggles you got to go through. Mm-hmm. You oh, know that you know what everybody fucking does it. it it's always hard. There's always something there and we've talked about this off air and off air from the other show and whatever, but would you be willing to share some of the struggles you went through and some of the things you had to deal with to, and and the biggest part is how did you fix them? You know, like what's something you can throw out there that, Hey, you know what? Somebody else could learn something from this. And so what do you got back? Well, I know you got a ton, so yeah, I'm just there, letting you pick
2: one. There is a ton. Trying to pick one is, is, is tough, but I'll repeat something that I heard recently. Being successful is like being pregnant. Everybody comes up and congratulates you, but nobody knows how many times you got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that, is, That's I, that sums wow. it up. Wow. Okay. Hmm. From the very first time that, uh, you know, I, I opened my store and, you know, I had this van load of stuff that I put up on the pegboard that I installed myself on the walls and I'm selling stuff and I got my first bad check. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow. I just got screwed. I gave that guy a nice, uh, you know, captain's chair, and I got a check sitting here that's no good. How how am I going to pay my rent with that type of thing? Or the uh, farmer sheriff of some county came in to pay uh, a balance due on his uh, van conversion that we had done for him. I happened to be out of town, and because of that bad check earlier on in my career, we didn't accept checks without proper ID and so on. Well, this guy come in trying to write a check for 2000 bucks and he didn't have an ID, so my guys did the right thing. They wouldn't take his check. Right. So, I got sued. Damn. For from that sheriff who said, you know, I'm, you know, you, you should have taken my check. I'm a sheriff, but God darn it. Well, I said, you didn't have an ID. I didn't know, you know, I was out of town. I was Why wouldn't a sheriff
0: it? have an ID? <laughs> I had no clue. That's, <laughs> that's
2: anyway. the kind of, kind of bullshit that you deal with. Yeah. Or the uh, bookkeeper that I hired that uh, was writing out a check to Ameren UE for 500 bucks. And then when you look at the actual check that came in, came in the bank statement, it was to him personally for $5,000. Or the guy you sold a franchise to that ended up uh, being in the mob, and you oh, have shit. to send yep. your have to send your attorney to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to defend yourself in federal court, and you're paying actually for your attorney's ski trip up in the Santa Fe mountains.
1: <laughs> Little did you know?
2: I, I, I remember riding in a uh, eight seater single prop plane. I think you flew into Albuquerque, and then to get to Santa Fe, the capital, you had to ride in this little single-engine plane because they didn't have any commercial airlines there. Mm. So myself and my attorney are there uh, in federal court defending against a mob guy on a franchise. Wow. And then he go, I fly back to St. Louis to go back to work to pay the attorney, and he's up there in the Santa Fe mountains skiing on my dime. Enjoying all that money.
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh, you know. shit. Wow.
2: <laughs> so I, I would tell you that the one thing that you have to learn is that there are no mistakes okay there's only lessons that you learn so no matter what happens I, I from the most the smallest item to the most bizarre you have to simply learn from it and then adapt it's it's that simple at no time as a business owner at no time can you say oh my gosh i can't do it it is up to you everything from cleaning the toilets to sweeping the floor to being the spokesman on television, to going to defend yourself in court, to dealing with a customer, whatever it is, and I don't care what it is, you have to be the guy that says, I can do that job. And if you're not that guy, then you have no business being in business.
0: Mm. I so love that. Cool. Yeah. Love it. That's powerful right there. That's truth. That is, that is fucking beautiful. Mm. Tell me about it.
2: Go ahead. Hey, man, tell, tell me, Jason. Come on. <laughs> Jason, you're,
0: you're, what do you you're, got? You're same guy same, guy same question. What I
1: will tell you though real quick is like people can live vicariously through you. Because you're a character. Does that make sense? Like your portrayal that you put out there on these commercials,
0: right? Are you this talk, Fantasy you're talking Gym about char- Fantasy
2: Jim? Yeah. Fantasy Jim. Yeah.
0: Oh, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just stop this right here. If you know Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fantasy Jim Smoot, he is a character in person. He there is there, there's no... No doubt, but like um, but no, the every, role he was playing, right? Yeah, everything for the commercials, everything he did, everything. Yeah, yeah it was totally... And You know what? I... Actually, when I first met Jim we were racing pit bikes you know oh, and really? running yeah. around and yeah. running dirt bikes and different stuff and having a lot of fun weren't we <laughs> oh, oh hell man. we had a great time but and, and but, but, but we were
2: s- strong competitors mm. I mean we would we would freaking kill each other to be the first one in the, the corner. corner nice <laughs> oh, We absolutely. had fun we had I a like hell of a lot of fun I like but it
0: But you know what I I admire this dude and I am so proud to be friends with him and Everything at this point. So, yeah, you know, like you were saying, it's like, holy shit, you know. This is
1: a successful businessman, and we can all I learn
0: from that. Does that make sense?
1: Like, I, yeah, in my – I, I, I look for someone that's more successful than me and go, oh, how, what can I learn from that person? Little gold nuggets. Exactly. It's not big stuff. It's the little gold nuggets. And so I try to give little gold nuggets wherever I go. You know, like I feel like I'm halfway through my business life. So, like, oh, I've learned a lot so far. I got a lot more to learn. So I leverage people who know more than me. And then I help the person that maybe has less experience than me, you know?
0: And I want, I want you to continue with that, but I want to stop real quick on something. The little nuggets. That's something I want to want to hit on real quick is I see a lot of people wanting all this knowledge, wanting all this stuff, wanting to hear everything all at once. You know what, what, when you start out, I mean, you're like, like a sponge on a, on a fire hose, you know what I mean? You're just trying Sunking to get it all up. Yeah. yeah. But at some, you get to the points where it's a little nuggets. It's a little things. It's that one little piece is going to propel you to the next place. Am I wrong? Oh, 100% correct.
1: And you realize that it's almost like as you get older, it's the nuances that matter even more. Like every little detail, you're like, oh, the magic is in that detail. Because everybody can follow the same formula, it, yep. everybody going YouTube University learn anything, you know. Yep. But when you turn the wrench a hundred times, you're going to be better than the guy that just started yesterday. And so then, if you can find out from the guy that's been turning the wrench for twenty years, you're going to learn from that guy from his experience. Most people are going to keep doing it the way they've been doing it and learn on their own. I'm a leverage guy. Learn from everybody around me. Read books. Talk to people. Immerse yourself in whatever business you're looking to get into you know oh yeah absolutely because business is universal right we can talk business as business no matter what niche you're in still business um but when you get into those specifics like for me with real estate a lot of people i want to be a real estate investor i'm like what do you
0: think that means (laughs) yeah what does that mean there's so many definitions (laughs) of that you know speaking of which jim does commercial real estate Mm -hmm. you do Mainly personal re- or rental. Residential, or absolutely. Residential type stuff. Absolutely. I'm going to let you guys hash it out and talk back and forth a little bit and kind of throw a little knowledge on this. I know I got a lot of other um, people that do some of this, but mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what you do and how you do it.
2: Well, let me tell you, by starting out that didn't know anything about real estate whatsoever. It just made sense that when my wife and I got married in 1977, that instead of paying Whatever it is for your mortgage, let's just let's just call it a thousand bucks a month. Sure. Instead of paying a thousand bucks a month for a house, like most people would do, although most of my pot smoking buddies back then just rented.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But you know, we bought a four family flat. It was three room shotgun style. I don't know if you know what that is, but if you're from South St. Louis, you do know. But you have a three room apartment, and they're all connected. So we bought a four family flat, and we moved into one of them. And I kind of tricked it out a little bit, you know. I scraped all the old uh, twelve layers of wallpaper off, and uh, the horse hair uh, plaster, oh, yeah. and repainted. And I put some mirrors on the wall in the bedroom because, hey, I was fantasy gym, right? So we it's some <laughs> cork and mirrors on the bedroom. Some things
0: we don't want to note, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind
2: had the waterbed in there, right. you know, with the velvet sheet. But then, you know, but what I'm, but I'm, what I'm getting at from a real estate standpoint. We bought this building, moved in there as a young couple, and the other three tenants paid not only for the mortgage on the house, they also paid the real estate tax, which that in itself is phenomenal, right? Absolutely. Phenomenal. Absolutely. But it also paid all of our gas, water, electric, and sewer. So we literally lived 100% free for the first 10 years of our marriage. Now, being a car guy... There was a four-car garage out in the back of this little, you know, uh four-family flat which is split into four different stalls, Z, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I bought it as the new owner, I took over the whole garage. yeah, And that actually became my photo studio for some of the first fantasy girl shoots.
0: Really? Wow. That's cool. So, Whoa, that's cool.
2: But let me t- let me let me tell you that we bought that uh, first four-family flat for $25,000. We signed a balloon note at the local bank. I didn't even know what a balloon note meant, mm-hmm. but I just knew that we had to have $5,000 down, which, by the way, my wife paid because she was a you know, CPA accountant, had some money. And we sold that same four-family flat 10 years later. After living for free for 10 years, we sold it for $85,000. And in the meantime, we bought several other four-family flats in the neighborhood. Hmm. And I like to tell people that that was in my spare time. And you have to remember that uh, Rose, as a high-level CPA, was probably working a 50- or 60-hour week. I was probably working a 70- or 80-hour week. Right. Whatever little spare time I had in the evenings and maybe a Saturday evening or a Sunday, we spent on this real estate. But I got tired of the residential real estate. And as Fantasy Coachworks was expanding, we were buying these commercial properties. And what I found is that the commercial tenant is um, a little bit more proud of their property because it's representing their business and they're a little bit more long term. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a business guy opens up in a space, well, he expects to be there for a lifetime. Now, maybe he's there for four or five years, or maybe he is there for a lifetime. But we kind of moved into the, the uh, commercial real estate. Right. No, nothing against residential. Sure. You can sure. make a lot of money in residential
1: real estate, right? Absolutely. Right, Jason? Two very different veins. Both have good and bad to them. Yeah. Did you have other people you knew in commercial real estate? I'm just curious. No. Or were you just winging it on your own? I, I tell you what is so, call it weird. Uh,
2: other people might call it pure luck or whatever, but I had no mentors. I had nobody in my circle. That knew anything about any what I was doing.
0: No internet, no well,
2: internet. I didn't <laughs> learn anything by the you know doing a YouTube video or whatever. It was basically what do you want to accomplish, Jim, and then go accomplish it. That was it. There was nobody to tell you. My dad was not in real estate. My my grandpa was a little bit in real estate. He owned a uh, farm down in uh, Poplar Bluff, Missouri area, Patterson, Missouri, and on that farm he built a little three family apartment building and two little houses and every summer when we would go down there and spend two weeks with grandpa he would show us what we didn't want to do when we grew up wow so, These one time are
1: good lessons, yeah, right?
2: one time was scraping lead paint off of the building and repainting <laughs> it. The other time was doing a hot tar roof, yeah, but he really was not a real estate investor or anything like that. So when we got involved in real estate, it was just that I knew I wanted something, and I knew I wanted more. That's all i I remember. I just knew what I wanted more. Mm. So, all of the stuff we did when we got into commercial real estate, I didn't know, did not know one thing about commercial real estate. But when we signed a lease on our second store, this was back in about 1980, I had read something in a book or whatever where you put an option to buy. So, I put an option to buy in a lease. And after that lease ran out, there was an option to buy, and I went to exercise the option. Well, the guy who owned the property, he didn't want to sell it. Well,
1: sure. The yeah. value is much different at yeah, that point, because I'd sure. been, i have been Yeah,
2: I'd been paying the rent all this time. He's like, hey, I got a great tenant. The uh-huh. guy's paying the rent and so on. And he didn't want to sell it. Uh-huh. So I ended up, we ended up getting the property. But I thought to myself, my gosh, you know, this is where I want to be. I want to own this real estate. And that's really what kind of saved us when our business did blow up eventually.
0: Hmm. And. I don't want to like exploit everything you own or whatever, but you have quite a few properties in the area and do quite a bit right now. I mean, you know, honestly, I do
2: way less than what I'm capable of. So on one hand, I feel comfortable. On the other hand, I'm ashamed of myself (laughs) because, you know, you know, right now we've got uh, six or seven very successful multi-tenant properties, right? When the business uh, blew up in 92, I had the same number of properties and I had to sell them all to save myself. Sure. Okay. So it took me another 10 years to build it back up. Now I'm now I'm sixty 68 years old. And quite frankly, how much money do you need? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when is enough enough? How many Ferraris do you need? How many Lamborghinis do you need? How much how many, how many can I get? How many zeros? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm no, dead, no, I'm, I'm no, dead, dead that's serious. How, how, yeah. many, how many zeros do you need in your bank account? So as you get a little bit older, in, in, in our case, in Rosa uh goal is that our two boys uh, are taken care of the rest of their life, and that usually that's not a good goal, right? Because then they become uh, spoiled. Spoiled. That's right. Yeah. That's well,
0: spoiled. I know your boys, and I know they are not. Spoiled in any way, shape, or form. They work their ass off too. So yeah, they,
2: they do. They absolutely do. But that—that's one of the, the fears, right? If you give, oh your, yeah, if absolutely, you give your kids too much. Yeah. But once you get to a certain age, you know. Remember, I, I didn't have any kids until I was probably thirty-five years old. My first boy was born in mm-hmm. eighty-nine, and let's say I was born in fifty-four. So, so the the idea that I was out there working for myself and wanted just more and more. I don't know what more I wanted. I just wanted whatever I got. I wanted more of it. (laughs) What do you think, Jason? (laughs) Is that that
1: ridiculous? Not a bad philosophy. I
2: I don't know. It's Not bad
1: at all, though. Well, look where it led, right? So, like, that's that hunger. A lot of people get comfortable and complacent, but you had the hunger, you had the drive, and there's no reason. It's like that natural, just drive that you had. Did you had no one in your life that was like that? Man, absolutely not. I didn't. My my dad was
2: very laid back. My grandpa was very, just a practical guy. You know, I learned a lot from him because he was very, just very practical, mm-hmm. you know, a farmer, they grew his own, they grew their own food. You know, I had absolutely no one in in my life, education standpoint, I didn't have any education because I was slept in the library at Umsel for the first <laughs> semester. I, I, really, that was it. I, you know, I'd be slobbering on myself. You know, Rose would come up and wake me up. Jim, it's time to go. I got to go back home, you know. So I don't really know where that drive came from, but I was always competitive. So, you know, when I was racing motocross, of course, you always wanted to be first place. Mm -hmm. And what did you get out of it? A little 10 cent trophy, so to Mm -hmm. speak. So that's the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the hunt. One of my goals, I'll tell you, this is really silly. One of my goals very early on when I was in my 20s is that I would buy my own island and invite all my friends to come live there for free. That was my goal. Now, how bizarre is that? You know, Is that stupid?
0: I don't think it's bizarre at all. I think it's badass. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds great. You want to be on the island? Fantasy uh, island? Fantasy island.
1: <laughs> the plane. The plane.
0: <laughs> That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. The, the little is, guy with... Uh, I don't know what the correct term is, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, The little hey, person the doing this thing, yeah. The little person, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that show. My mom watching that show, I should say. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you met grandma watching this show. My grandma was watching that show, yeah. Hey, yeah, I get
1: to say it. Fuck you. <laughs> there we go.
0: But it's you funny can say that on this one.
1: Your um, commercials were on TV when you had three options, right? Like, when you're watching TV. Yeah. At midnight, it's midnight, right? So you're up late. I'm just saying as an adolescence. Them, them Fancy Coachworks uh, commercials come on, it changed your world. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it just, I don't know. I it guess was like so,
0: watching Baywatch in the 90s. That, I that <laughs> that's, that's a great analogy. Perfect, you know, yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I've gotten a little older and, Every once in a while, I'll be at home at night and I'll be like, "Yeah, fucking Baywatch channels on. Daniels on IMDb TV. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check this shit out. Yeah, I love the running. I think it was a that was a friend's joke, but anyway, yeah, I like anyway, it. We we canceled cable
2: again. I'll tell you how cheap and and and, and how uh, frugal we live. So we canceled cable because it, you know it got up to sixty five bucks a month or whatever. And uh so now Rose has got us on Roku whatever that mm-hmm. is. So you get these free movies. So she goes, "Well, what movie are you going to watch tonight?" And I'm doing these searches all the time. I found this movie called Kung Fu and Titties.
0: <laughs> I swear that I swear that is a movie. That is on my goddamn search tonight. I am fucking looking for that shit right now. I got to know. I, swear I, gotta know. <laughs> I,
2: I finally clicked on it and it is the worst movie I have ever seen. In, my, in fact, even though there was more titties than you could count, they were the ugliest worst titties I've ever seen in my freaking life. And everybody, I, everybody out there, Kung Fu and titties. Fu go and find titties. it. I swear there's going to be a surge on Kung Fu and titties.
0: It was this. all will lay people that listen to this. So there you go.
2: <laughs> it was this guy jumping around through the woods Kung fu and all these miss mythical creatures, mm. but all the girls were topless. Nice, <laughs> so anyway, to make a long story short, here every night Rose says, What movie are we watching? and I said, Kung
1: Fu and Titties. <laughs> the inside deal that's, that's perfect.
0: I like idea. it. I like it.
1: <laughs> Kung Fu and t- I want a t shirt that says Kung Fu and Titties. That's perfect. <laughs>
0: For my buddies out there, um, we need some shirts to say "Kung Fu and Titties." We're gonna have to figure this out. Jason, Jason has a one. Fabulous, one. fabulous fucking idea right now. We're gonna make this happen. I like it. I'm buying. I'm a buyer. <laughs>
2: So seriously, are we getting back on business or you wanna keep talking about I wanna hear
0: a little bit more uh business stuff from Jason. Honestly. Yeah, we've talked some we talked Airbnb here. stuff. We've talked yeah. a little bit offline, but I wanna I wanna make sure and put some of this out for some people to uh listen to and hopefully gain some knowledge and stuff from. So cool. yeah, man, let's uh let's hear what you got. And I'm so, gonna tell Jim to get me a beer while we're doing this. There we yes. go. That's right true. on time. <laughs> um
1: so similarly, I didn't really have influences that were real estate investors. You know, I was uh, had my corporate America job, graduated from St. Louis University, going to do that corporate America thing. And I hated it, man. I had to wear a noose around my neck. I'm like, this is for the birds. So I decided that I was going to be an entrepreneur and I had no idea what the hell that was going to mean. Right. So I quit my corporate America job, sleeping in the basement of my parents' house, slinging pizzas for emos like I'm going to figure something out.
2: You pizza guy, too? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I friend of mine, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which that book changed my life. Beautiful like, fucking book.
0: Ah, Absolutely. Just, we were just talking about this before, we, before I record. So yeah. is that say your favorite you know? book? Well, That's it's like the one number that one.
1: impacted me the most. You know what I mean? Because like, yep. at the time, I figured out there's only two ways of making money. You got buckets and you got pipes, right? Yep. So if you create that flow, that cash flow. It takes time to build the system of pipes to make the water come to you. Mm -hmm. But once you do, you open the spigot and you got water. So even the best person with buckets, right? You got a crew of people. You got the best buckets, the fastest route. Everything about your bucket business is killing it. You're still in the bucket business. And if you don't have that pipe set up and something happens to any piece of that bucket mechanism. And again, it's just like you're on the right or the left. In business yeah, Either yeah. you own a business and you, it requires you To physically do something Or you work on that piping system And so again I decided I'm going to figure out how to make a piping system
0: Fuck yeah brother
1: And so that differentiating mindset Is like those are the little gold nuggets Like that's reading a book and having that Making that decision And then once you make that decision Then everything else falls into place Like who you're being changes you know. So I got around people that had money and people that were successful and people that knew more than me. And then I just leveraged them and I listened and I listened and I listened. This is before YouTube and stuff, right? So I went to seminars and read books and I did all kinds of stuff, right? It's
0: so amazing being around people that, I mean, for me, like being around you guys right now, I mean, but being around people that have done things and learned things, you know, and they're so awesome to pour their information back yeah. in and try to help somebody else. I think that is so amazing of people to do it. I mean, and that's why I commend you both because you're always trying to help other people out and not trying to blow smoke up Bay's ass or anything. But I mean, like in a lot of my other uh, mentors and different things and different people I talk to, but it's so fucking cool that people are, <laughs> it's amazing. The more people make and the more people have, and the more they're do what they do, the more they're willing to give back. Yeah. And I, don't this, know. It, I don't know if
2: I agree with that or not. <laughs> I, I see all these freaking guys that are su- wildly successful, wildly successful, and they say they want to help you. But in order for them to help you, you have to sign up for a seminar or you have to buy a book or something. Mm-hmm. So that pisses me off. If you are so successful and you're a multimillionaire, why do you want some more money from the working stiff that just simply wants to be better.
0: I can tell you, I, I can answer that question right now, Jim.
2: Please do because it pisses me off so much. hundred
0: percent. I'll answer that question for you right now. Okay. How many times has somebody gotten something for free and they'll look it, they'll take it, they'll look at it and they'll throw it in the fucking trash.
1: They don't value it the same.
0: There's no value in something you don't have to pay for. But if you have to pay for it and you have invested interest in it, then you're going to put some value into that. And you're going to take that and you're going to put some effort into it because you had to put some of your own effort or own money, own effort, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. into it. I, I know a lot of people that have given stuff away for free. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they get criticized for it. They get a whole lot of, you know, I mean. Really? And, yeah. yeah really? And and so what happens at the end of the day is these guys will, they really will. I mean, I, I know some of these guys and I, I'm sure some of you guys do. But they'll give it away. They'll do everything they can. But at the end of the day, people will be like, "Oh, you're fucking a crook. You're fucking doing this." You blah blah blah, and they didn't charge anything for it. But they're being called a crook for fucking giving something away for free. And they're like, "Well, fuck you." And quite <laughs> frankly, I don't blame them. You know what? If but if you have some vested interest in that, mm-hmm. then you know what? Then you value it. So that's what I've seen happen. That's part of why I do what I do, you know, with some of the groups and stuff I'm in. Yeah. But I, that's some of the things I've seen happen. Um, so that's my answer to that question. I guess so.
2: It's, that's all I can say. That's and
0: some not, people yeah. will fuck people over. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I'll be the first yeah. person to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, but, so,
2: there's so many crooks out there. There's no question about it. Honest, Honestly. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I understand the philosophy there that if you invested something in it, you know, cause I paid for my first course with the Lowry Nickerson, I don't know what it was, you know, 95 bucks back then or whatever. And I just simply did what they said to do and it, and it worked. But anybody that's ever come up to me and ask, you know, how did you do this or that or, or whatever? I am so pleased to actually find a person in this entire human race That is interested in doing more than what everybody else is doing. I agree. I I just cannot stand this sheep attitude of, I'm going to, you pay me this amount of money and I'm going to give you a half assed effort. Mm -hmm. You know, the, and I agree. (laughs) I'll,
0: I'll agree with that. I'm going to jump in here one second. I'll agree with that 100%. I do not want somebody, if I have to get somebody my, Money to learn some stuff and do whatever. I am 100%. I'm 150% invested in that. I am good. You know, I I will do that. But they better give me their 150% effort back. If right. I if I don't get that, then they will fucking know about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, number one, I've already been taught and I learn how to say, number one, no. Number two, no, I I don't fucking, you're oh, fucking this up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this ain't right. You're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and recognizing that bullshit exactly what Jim's saying. I agree yeah. with that a hundred percent.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a real practical do it kind of guy.
0: And we're in the Midwest. I mean, that's what we do. Show well, me state, baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. me. well
2: that too. That too. We're not on the you know the cereal state out there in California land of the fruits, nuts, and flakes. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I mean, right here in this room, and I'm not trying to blow anybody's, like you said, smoke up their ass.
0: By the way, we're not all politically correct here, so So you may hear some shit you don't like, so (laughs) if you don't like it, deal with it. FJB. This nation will change. FJB,
2: FJB and let's go, Brandon. So, (laughs) thanks, buddy. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, Brandon McGreen here. (laughs) So, right now we're sitting in an elite group, and I don't, I don't mean that in a a egotistical way, but we're we're sitting in an elite group of business owners. Okay, so right now that's probably one percent of the population. Yeah, I don't know what drives us. I don't know what drives me to work twice as hard for half the amount of money. Hmm. I really don't know what does that. But I always told myself, do you want to be the second mate of a big cruise ship or do you want to be the captain of a little fishing boat? Hmm. And I always wanted to be the captain. I don't care how big your boat is, if I wasn't the guy in charge, I'll be in a little goddamn canoe because I want to be in charge of where I'm at. And that is a very, very, very small percentage of people. But you know what? Without those people, you don't have a society. And
0: Absolutely. with that, you could always get a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, you could you <laughs>
2: get a bigger boat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason, There's, you know, you, you're involved in this real estate business. You, I, I've been to a couple of your meetings with your real estate club. Mm-hmm which is so fun. I mean, you bring in all these snacks and drinks and basically it's just there to have people that want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You can go around the room and you know, who's going to be successful. And you also know who's not going to
1: be successful, right? It's, (laughs) I feel bad sometimes, you know, like, but you know what it takes to be an entrepreneur, right? We're, we're all entrepreneurs here. It takes perseverance. It takes, you got to be tough. And we live in a sissified world where everybody's entitled and everybody's coddled and everybody's supposed to just feel good and be happy. <laughs> and, you yep. know, like uh, it, when people watch your commercials on TV, they envy the fantasy gym lifestyle, right? But they don't know what's going on behind the scenes, how much work it takes. Like, they think, and again, the franchising, like, it's good because you sold it, right, on the fantasy of Oh, man, you fix up cars, you hang around beautiful women, it's all fun and easy, and everybody's having a good time. you got to be in the trenches doing the work. And sometimes the work is learning, right? Going to yep. seminars and reading books and doing the background knowledge. But it's usually just tackling what's ever in front of you. There's new challenges every day in business. And so, like, for me, we're talking about the Airbnb. Like, that was a solution to a problem. Right. Just like 2008 happened, and, like, I got blindsided and... I had to recoup. I didn't have to file bankruptcy, but I was that I should have <laughs> looking right. back I'm like, damn, that right. would have been a lot easier. That, that's our no over. quit
0: mentality right there, which sometimes, you know what? You get to that point where you have to. But sorry, I didn't Exa- mean to. Re- no,
1: but that's a great point because I was close and
0: I didn't. But at the end of the day,
1: whichever route I took, it was my decision. And see, yeah. that's the power of like entrepreneur like it's you. So when you lose, it hurts really bad. You can't blame nobody.
2: Yeah, except but yourself, you,
1: but, right? Right, but when you win, oh, the thing, you can't buy that. No company's going to give you that. No money can buy that. The way that feels to just win at the thing you set out to do, you right, know? Right, right, And sometimes they're like, again, like for me to adjust, you know, like COVID happens and I'm in this Airbnb business. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I'm <laughs> yep. just like, what are we going to do? New challenge and then new solutions. And then, but then you become stronger and better and I've been doing it for 20 years. So, like, and in, in the next 20 years, I'll be even stronger and better. You are stronger and better than Absolutely. you were hey, I, get it, I
0: I got. I got to give a quick shout out real quick. And I just learned this tonight. One of the cool places I've seen some events happen and everything else tonight. Or seen happen. Sorry. Not tonight. But seen events happen. But the Graffiti Lounge. Yeah, the yeah. Graf- it's a graffiti loft. Loft. Yeah. My bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's on me. Over, all over but, in Soulard. In yeah, Lincoln's man. Space, I have man. seen that place on things, and I've I've looked at it and everything else. And I'm sorry. I just realized this tonight. You didn't all, know on was was my spot. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was his. So yeah, man. It, everybody out there, check this motherfucker out because it is so fucking cool. And I. I will be there. I've seen some events happen there, and I have it went and gone. And so, yeah, it's going to happen a, now. I'm going to be supporting the shit out of Lindbergh,
1: that uh, event at the Graffiti Loft, just because it's a space that I tell, can you, do what, all kinds of I'll tell
0: you what kinds of. I tell you what, I'll make you one even better. Okay, I'll sponsor it. All
1: right, we're having it's happening.
0: How about we do that right coming now? Coming out to I got, the graffiti loft,
2: I, I, I got a big challenge for uh, oh, Jason what? Licavoli. There you go, right. <laughs> <laughs> this Jason <is> Licavoli <laughs> down at Rumbolo's Market. <laughs> His graffiti loft is so amazing that I challenged him to to do a graffiti loft 2 that is way bigger. Okay, I mean to tell you. I really think that this could be a venue. I've got some people that I know that are in bands mm-hmm. and you know different entertainment where instead of hosting, you know, maximum 50 people, you could host maybe 150 100 people. people or 200 whatever. people. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. I'm, I,
2: I really challenge you on that because that is re- – you know, I've been in real estate since you 1977. You could do something very
0: exclusive with mm-hmm. something like that. But, you know, do something very exclusive where you got some higher – you know, very nice bands and stuff in mm-hmm. there, and do something like that, and actually have—I mean, fuck—a thousand dollars a ticket. Well, I, I just, mean, tr- fucking—I do I just 150 of them,
1: and I just showed the property this morning to a blues oh. musician who travels the country and he does big concerts, but he wants a small, intimate venue for his local fans. He's from St. Louis, but he travels all the time, and so I got this space. Another friend referred him to my space and told him about it. He wanted to come see it. I Felt fucking love, love it that when he found, found the place, and again. That's one of those places all my friends said, you're crazy, bro. Because that's too loud. It's too crazy. So I got partners on some of my other units. And it's Fifty Shades of Grey, right? You want to be yeah. neutral. You wait, want wait, everybody bro, to like you. Fifty ya. Shades of Grey? <laughs> Whoa, what do we got going on here now?
0: It's the real party. No. <laughs> it's, like it's, purple. Be- it's purple wait, for you, Jim. Are we, are, we,
2: are we having Fifty Shades of Grey at the Graffiti
0: Loft?
1: <laughs> yeah, lawn? you know, we mix it up. Oh, no, buddy, no. come on, invite me. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is you wanna be neutral, right? Like when I flip houses, uh-huh. you wanna just be neutral so everybody likes it. Absolutely. So for me, I I find Airbnb to be a form of expression and like a cool way to like, I don't know, bring personality to a space which you can't do in a flip. You can't do you know, like you can wholesale properties, there's all these strategies, but Airbnb gives me an outlet. Like I'm an artist in my heart, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I wanna have an outlet yeah. i don't paint i don't draw i got four kids i ain't got time for that but i found a way to kind of inject that into a business that i'm already involved in a real estate it's just been a cool blend of
0: things you so know. you so what you're correct me if i'm wrong here but what you're able to do is take like say you have space a mm-hmm. and you get to kind of design it this way and do what you want to it this way and then you get Space B or, and the graffiti loft. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying not to fuck that up. Go <laughs> judge me. Fuck you. <laughs> We're drinking
2: Bud Selects. But We're no, what
0: you get to do is really like put it out there, and then the people that like that space, they get to choose that one exactly. or this one or whatever. I fucking love that, man. You're you're really. I mean, it's like us building a car or doing something. You know, you really exactly. get to get into what Cust- a person may want. You're customizing
2: yeah. the space, right? Yeah. You're
1: making a real personality. And it gives them an experience. So like you were talking yeah. like customizing cars, putting in that custom stereo. When you make something yours and then you get to show other people that thing, that's the full experience. So if you make something yours and keep it at home and don't show nobody, you're the only one that enjoys it. When you share it. It brings more joy, and then
0: actually to everyone else, and then that brings you the joy, and it also gets right. you a connection. Absolutely, because what it does is, a you realize that hey, other people like what I like, mm-hmm. but also they get to realize that hey, somebody else likes what I like, Absolutely. and it it brings that connection together a little bit more, and it gives you something that they're gonna they're gonna tell their friends, they're gonna be because let's face it. Birds of a feather, you know. I oh, mean, absolutely. They're they're gonna be like, hey man, go check this out. Check hey, this go do this. So hey, cool. d- yeah, yeah, go do I, I fucking love it. Like, man. how does a good restaurant awesome.
1: or bar catch get that momentum, that traction? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the like same as couple us couple doing people, cars. You yeah, know? exactly.
0: You know, a couple people
1: like the work you did. They told their friend, and it builds and builds and builds, and that's why yeah. St. Louis. Again, I'm from here; it's my town. You build relationships over time, and I know it's kind of cliche, but like that whole network is your net worth. Like your network—that is, is 100 percent your net worth. It makes who I know is more important than money because they can fix problems, they can give me solutions that money can't buy. So I'd rather have a hundred friends and zero dollars than a hundred dollars and zero friends. Do you know what I mean? I agree 100 percent. I.
0: I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I want both. Well, I want both.
1: <laughs> I'll take the
2: zero friends. Give me the hundred bucks. You take the hundred bucks. <laughs> I like it. I've, I, I don't have any friends. I don't have any mentors. Whatever. Book. Fuck you. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: I thought we were friends, Jim. No, what the hell?
2: Not. We're not. If, if you weren't in the car stereo business, I wouldn't know
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting because you no, know, you do have a different
0: Damn, philosophy.
1: I you have a different mentality. We're just talking about the whole guru thing. I call it the guru
0: space. We, we yeah. call it
1: a mastermind group is what they were calling it. Well, that's yeah, and that's day. kind
0: of what I meant. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's
2: guru. I like the guru thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you know, it's, it's just kind of a bunch of like-minded people. They get together and can share ideas and make things work and help each other out.
1: In the real estate world, I don't, I'm just gonna blow your mind, brother. Go ahead. There are groups, right? And I hang out with some high level people. I just I know I'm a friendly guy. I know everybody, so I hang out with some high level people. It'll be fifty grand for you to say hello to these people. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. Just oh, to yeah. be in that room, but they're on a level that, like, again, I have friends that were kind of hanging with me and we're doing stuff. And I, then they I agree. And then they go all in with these cats, and then it's like, and I'm like, whoa, now. Yeah. For me, I got four kids and I choose my lifestyle. So like I don't need to drive a Ferrari. I love Ferraris. But I don't wanna I don't wanna do the work it takes to afford a Ferrari. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I get it. Sacrifice and I'm like, no, I'd rather enjoy my life. I love my life. I'm having fun every day. And I tell you what, I see that
2: on your post, you know, the kids. You were down there sliding on the icy streets and then you had that hair day with all the kids. It's like, man, this guy is the family man and he loves what's going on. And that's the important stuff, really. Oh, and that the Ferrari is not the important stuff, believe
1: me. Yeah. And again, like what would you I I think Coming
0: from the guy with the badass Porsche. Yeah, I know, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean you can put your money and stuff.
2: and and I'm only I'm just giving you shit, bro. No, 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 no. I'm, but, you know, you got to look at my motivation. So, first of all, there's an ego thing, right? Because you're driving a Porsche. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys know the old joke about a Porsche owner?
0: He knows what the E does. <laughs> That's <with> the what the <laughs> oh,
2: what's what's the difference between a porcupine and a Porsche owner? The Porsche owner... The prick is on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But those car, that th- those Don't cars, be
0: coming at me, by the way. He owns one, so don't give me no bullshit. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: so the, the car is an investment, obviously. So yeah. oh, you're, gonna yeah, absolutely. Those, you're gonna have those It zero. is
0: a beautiful car. Oh, yeah, thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah. and I love it. I just washed the damn thing. It's got nine hundred and fifty <laughs> miles on it. I washed it for about the fifth time because mm. I'm getting it ready for cruise in Lindbergh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my son right. says, Dad, that's 20 days from now you're 20 days too early i said i'd rather be first than last <laughs> you know, prepared. Was, the things all washed armor all the wheels are all decked out you know so it's ready for cruising Lindbergh
0: on the 30th nice, nice. one of these days you'll actually let me sit in the car uh, no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i will i'll tell you what i'll tell you, I'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be like rose <laughs> right. Sweeten you the guess. deal with this <laughs> so you, you. sneak him away. I'm just going to go sit in it. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: J- Jason hadn't told you yet, but uh, we had a lunch meeting down there at Gravois Springs Plaza. And we took the Porsche, and we we gave him a little something. You
0: let him ride right it and you won't even let he, me fucking. Say, he was in there, Dick. And I, I,
2: and <laughs> I, I think we did the zero to sixty in about the three second mark there on Highway Twenty One coming up. Yeah, St. Louis
1: is amazing. It sounds amazing. It's fun. It feels amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a, a
0: GT four for everybody. Everybody listed what 20, 20, 20, 2021? Yeah, it's
1: the first one that came out.
2: Six months on the waiting list. Six months to get it. Now it, it,
0: is, it is it's bright red. I don't know the exact yeah, guards red. Guards, guards, red. guards there's, red. There's there's yeah. there's a number, but yeah, It is it is, it is a beautiful car. Mm-hmm. I, and, I,
2: and I and I wanted to put the new GTA GT4 RS on order, and the dealer told me, well, Jim, uh, you got to pay uh, MSRP. Plus eighty five thousand. <laughs> I told the guys, that count me out, buddy." Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. It's against my uh, better nature to pay you the list price. First of all, mm. I'm definitely not paying you overpriced. So, yeah. so what have you? I'm perfectly fine with this car because I can't drive it to what it can be dri- driven. Well,
0: and it's mm-hmm. a an, uh, what you got it for and what you had it set for. It's an investment. Yeah, I mean, was going to say so, that's
1: worth more today now than when you bought it, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's already worth more.
2: The real money comes about 15 to 20 years after. Gotcha. I sold a 930 turbo Porsche that I had brought in from Germany in 1985. You couldn't buy them in the United States at the Porsche dealer. I bought it for 50 grand, 32. 30- Years later I sold it for fifty grand, which most people would think, well, you know, you broke even. Two and you year- didn't
0: even offer it to me. Yeah. Two years <laughs> He's like, Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> two years after I sold it, the market exploded on those air cooled Porsches. Mm. I seen them go all the way up to three hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. <sighs> so I lost. I lost three hundred and fifty thousand dollars by selling it a little too early.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. You know, my my beautiful wife Rose said Jim, what are you doing with that car in there? You never drive it. We're All all we do is pay insurance on it. And I thought, you know what? She's right. I better sell it. If I'd have hung on to it for two more years, I'd have been a quarter of a million dollars richer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the
2: ones that hurt,
0: aren't oh, they? Oh, <laughs> God. And plus, it was such a beautiful car, too. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked a little business, and we are an hour in. And let's, let's face it, this is probably going to be an hour or two podcast. Yeah. or episode or two podcast <laughs> let's uh let's move on to the little cars as we're uh transitioning obviously we're talking about jim's porsches we talk about uh Cruise and Lindbergh and everything let's uh who wants to go first you want to talk about some of the old you're fine jim by the way if we set beer on my desk here because yeah the, the <laughs> studio is still still in the works so um do you want to hear a little wipe up there you go <laughs> you got songs this guy's good <laughs> So I tell you what, You know what? Let's let Jim go first. Let's talk about the old days. Let's talk about some of this old shit on Cruise and Limburg and some of the stuff. I we recorded something for them and promoting the thing before, which by the way, Cruise and Limberg on April 30th. We're gonna be starting in Gravoy Springs Plaza. At noon. Okay. At noon. And we are gonna be cruising up after that. We will have the FinLine Foundation. Truck there. This is totally for the Thin Line Foundation. Everything's getting you know, and we got some shirts. I'm gonna fucking launch some out of a cannon nice. out, off the oh, back of the truck. The cannon shirt. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of fun. But come out and support. It's for a great, great cause you know, and thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jim, for all the work you guys are doing and also doing it for, to support that Jim's wearing the shirt right now. Jason's got the cruising shirt on. Yeah. So representing. that's hell it. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, come out, come out, support, but let's talk about some of the old days. I mean, we just did the other show for you guys that you were doing the interviews and stuff. Louis, let's Saint, yeah. Thank Saint you Louis for that, Church. by the way. That was
1: very Louis kind Church. of you, Brandon. Yeah. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Forgive me, but I don't remember what the other show was. St. Um, Louis chat show. chat show. Chat show. Yeah, chat Be- show. Yes, Be- Be- definitely, definitely Mark check Storm. the guys out. It's Beck Becker, Mark Storm. Mark Storm, Mark Storm. Check them out. It's it's an awesome show. We had a great time with those guys. I just sat back and made sure um, shit didn't completely, you know, burn down in here. <laughs> did a great job, they brother. did. They did their interviews. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check check out their shows. But yes, let's. Uh, I tell you what, let's start from the old days. I mean, we got some time, Cole. and it, unless you guys got to go, let's no, let's talk a good. little bit. And Jim, why don't you tell us about uh, some of the older stuff that we weren't quite around for yet?
2: Okay, so 1975 is when I started in uh, Fantasy Coachworks. So what? Who, ha- what? Who ha- remembers ha- that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only the guys my age. It's 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 hilarious. You know, I got to the point where no matter where I where I went, people were taking pictures or asking to sign autographs. And then, of course, all that died off in the late 90s. And now we're talking about this cruising and Lindbergh thing. I've got guys emailing me
0: that are my age that say,
2: Jim, you know, remember this? Remember that? Half the stuff. I, I, I have
0: one there. thing to say that didn't get said on the other show. Yeah, I do have one thing. And uh, this was my former business partner. We got you a poster that you did not have.
2: Yes, that's absolutely correct. I had a the very last Fantasy Girl poster that I produced, and I think we used to run about 5,000 at a time, maybe 10,000 at a time. I didn't have it. And your farmer partner had one of those in his garage. Wow. Pristine, had never been mounted. It was rolled up. Mm. It had, uh, what, five Fantasy Girls on it? Yeah. The very latest uh, cars that we had done. And I traded that poster for one of the four-ball rally posters. Yep. And it is the only one in existence that I know of. I I still have that on my desk right now today. (laughs) That's awesome. I
0: I still think that is so cool. We found one that Jim didn't Didn't have. have, uh, Yeah. yeah, Well, I I got to give a shout-out. It was John Schumacher, and he he had it, and that was 100% 100% credit to him, but yeah.
2: And i tell you what, I am so grateful that he was able to do that because that is honestly the only piece of history that I don't have a copy of. I have boxes and boxes of these fantasy girl photos and these different cars that we've done. I've never digitized them. I think people would be absolutely astounded of, of what's going, just just crates of those different things because everything was done with a camera back then, and then you had to take it and have it, uh, have right. it uh, developed and so mm-hmm. on and then pick out whatever. But anyway, talking about cars back in the seventies when i when I was growing up when when you turned sixteen years old, you had that freedom and there was no social media. You no longer rode your bicycle you know around the block right. or in our case, we used to go miles and miles in any direction. Your parents did not know where you were at. You had no cell phones. They didn't check on you. There was no package in the 90s. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you were gone
2: and you had to be home by the streetlights or whatever. But mm. when you turned 16, you, you now had a car. Or if you didn't have a car, maybe your buddy had buddy a car. Buddy had a car.
1: Yeah. Or at least he had a nice car, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so you're out and you're obviously looking for babes, right? Looking for girls. Or. You're just out goofing off, which mm-hmm. was a lot of times what we did at that time. We didn't know any better, you know, 16, 17. We didn't long. know
0: how babes worked. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> we didn't know what that was about, so to speak. We just thought we knew. But anyway, back then, the the muscle car era was going on. You're talking about 1969, 70, 71. You had the, the Hemi Cuda, the Roadrunner, the GTX, the 396 Chevelle, you had the uh, Superbird, the Daytona. These were cars that were running around when I was in high school. And these cars were, I remember going down to the uh, Plymouth dealer. It had an AAR lime green Cuda. AAR Cuda was a three forty six pack mm. Black vinyl top, lime green. I can't remember what the name of the color was. And then he had the big pistol grip shifter in it. Yeah, That car, brand new. On the lot was thirty four hundred dollars. Hmm. Today, that's a hundred thousand dollar car. Easy, yeah, yeah, and I would go down there and stare at it and look at it and so on. I was making a dollar fifteen an hour at uh, Burger Chef at the time, being a porter, cleaning hmm. bathrooms, cleaning the windows, and so on. But anyway, those kind of cars were everywhere, so they were produced all over the place. So as we got in business, those were the kind of history that we were already coming up with. We ended up getting in on the van trend, which was you can buy this cargo van and you can turn it into anything you want, whether it be, you know, a performance vehicle or just a sin bin, they called them at the time or whatever. Now they call them creeper vans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What does Coachworks mean? Is that because it's a van or what does that word mean? You know what? I really
2: screwed up back then because uh, the the name of the company was Fantasy Vans. Mm. Okay. The first, that was 1975. And in 1979, the second gas crisis hit. The first gra- gas crisis was 1973. Yep. Because I was out in California, and there was lines going around the block. And you can only buy gas on odd or even days based on your license plate. Mm. So that was the first gas crisis. The second gas crisis was 1979. So everything switched from these big gas guzzlers, which was these all these performance cars to the Mazda RX7. The Toyota Supra, the Datsun 280Z at that time, 260Z. So I thought, holy cow, I can't be fantasy vans anymore because we're not not doing vans anymore. So I came up with Coachworks, and even my dad, who you know, of course, my dad knows nothing, right? None of your dads knows anything. No dad, <laughs> yeah, it comes up, Jim. Uh, what, what what does Coachworks mean? I go, "Dad, that's, you know, coachworks. That's like uh General Motors when they first started out back in the coachworks days and and that's what that's called. That's called coachworks." Everybody, "Well, Jim, nobody's going to understand what that means. Ah, oh, fuck you, Dad. You don't know nothing." So, I I went with Fantasy Coachworks. It was a stupid name, I thought. You know, now I should have said Fantasy Motorsports or Fantasy Motorcars or whatever. But that's where the words came from at the time because I was changing from vans. I didn't want to get um, Pigeonhole yourself pigeonholed yeah. into the vans because the commercial was basically if you've recently bought a small car mm-hmm. and something seems to be missing. So that's when we transitioned to all these cool custom vans to what the hell are you going to do with all these economy cars that were coming on board.
0: Right. Hmm. Interesting. So
2: we went to uh, San Diego, California for the very first import car accessory show that was held in the united states can't remember the damn name of it there was a specific name for it but there was all kinds of parts and accessories kind of like a SEMA show yeah but only for import cars japanese cars and so on And we brought back probably a dozen different products from that show. Rose and I actually went down there to that show. And, man, things just took off because all these people were buying these little economy cars. They want to make them look cool. Yeah, because they were so boring, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you went from the muscle car era to the uh, custom vans. And now all of a sudden you had all these economy cars that a lot of them just look like crap, Mm -hmm. you know the co- the couple of cool ones like the RX seven two eighty Z and so on, the Supra those were the neat ones that you focused on of course
0: right
1: interesting man gas prices were back there again you know what I mean like
0: I don't know dictating the
1: market I don't know
0: what about you buddy
1: what would so what, you, what? you had a whole that was that was a lot of good I, stuff
0: I, right I, there man I I feel like we got a I feel like we got about another 10, ten fifteen minutes of Jim talking but he's got to pee so we're gonna give it a <laughs> second I
1: am gonna go pee. <laughs> Jason. So, and it's funny because, um, you know, cruising Lindbergh means different things to different people. Like I had a hoopty with a stereo system and I'm, but I'm cruising. I'm out there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. And all my buddies had nicer cars than me. So I'm usually the, the shotgun guy, you know, but it was the scene that was up there that was so enticing for a young man, you know, Mm -hmm. like beautiful cars, all kinds of girls hanging around, which that's obviously a huge draw. But then you see your buddies and you meet new friends and you get in fights with somebody and you just it's like that whole it's the whole package that made it so exciting, you know, Yeah. and to spend your Friday after school hurrying up getting your car clean to go hit the streets (laughs) or, or Saturday all day. I remember my buddies, we'd all get together and just everybody's out there rags and cleaning products and, you know, so it was part of I don't know, like I evolved as a as a man in the world, I was stuck in the gym about that. Like I fell in love with women. He had these car washes and stuff like, Oh man, that's a bunch of beautiful girls
0: there. in Bikinis. Yeah. Who doesn't awesome. love that? You know,
1: but it's right there on the boulevard. Like you're driving
0: by and it's there. Yeah. You, it's not like you got to go somewhere and see for me, we're hitting mics here. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, tough shit. Anyway, you know, for me, I grew up in a very small town mm. in Northeast Missouri, you know, and, I didn't know this scene. Mm. This is my first gotcha. time being around this. So, so like being around this and I mean, I've, I've known Jim for quite a while. I've known you for a year or two now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for me, it's something totally different because this is a first time for me. And that's something I wanted to hit on. And, and I noticed what was said on the uh, other stuff. We were um, on the other show that we were recording before this, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't had this opportunity. And so all these cool experiences and everything that I'm sitting here, I'm like, I remember cruising around. <laughs> I remember cruising around and I have a, uh, a good friend of mine that's here in St. Louis. I won't mention names uh, without her permission. Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was nothing like that, but a good friend of mine. And you know what, if we remember cruising down the street around the block, you know, around, the, uh, the square, mm-hmm. you know, and the main street or whatever yeah. in your town and doing some of that. And, and that just brings back memories. And I think back to doing that and what that was here, where it's, you know, three miles long. And I'm like, Holy shit, that's, fu- that's so fucking cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so you've been
1: down like, so on Limburg Boulevard, there's literally like a dozen car dealerships. Oh yeah, absolutely. So every brand of car, their best cars are sitting right there. So as you're driving up and down the street doing nothing, my dad used to always say. (laughs) You're talking with your friends. You're looking at cool cars everywhere, right?
0: Look at that motherfucker. I mean,
1: it's (laughs) just over and over and over. And here's the other one. So, like, when in the 90s, there were two clubs that were under 21. So, if you were under 21, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to party. In South County, on Limburg. there was two clubs Mm -hmm. that were under 21. Like, we were blessed. I mean, you know, like, as a teenager in the 90s, to have two do you remember that so there's was under one 21 called, clubs was one called fantasies fantasies <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that was a club name i, I think remember. it was like impressions was where the hooters was i can't remember it's funny because i need to i should know that and i don't know
0: we'll work they changed
1: it. names and like yeah. you know but where hooters was there was a under 21 club right there and i swear when you're a kid there's when you're not 21 there's no party scene But there, there was there. I remember going to Lutheran South and Resurrection. A bunch of churches where did like dances and stuff, and roller skating, and you know, you had outlets. But these clubs that were like just dance clubs for kids. Well,
0: and when you're a kid, when you're below that age, you get to go to quote unquote a club. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm fucking bad. Well. I mean. At the, yeah. The, you realize later, it's like, this is a fucking joke. But you're right, I yeah. mean, not. But at the time. Not a joke, but it's like, they ain't doing nothing here. Yeah. You know. It's real. like This is like a high school dance on fucking steroids or something. I don't <laughs> exactly. know. But, it's the 24 but Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, okay. But at the time, it's so fucking cool. Oh, man. And the, again,
1: just driving around and seeing beautiful cars all the time and. The girls are always up there. Like, if you want to just go see girl, Like, you go to the mall, I guess, and see girls or... We couldn't go to the bar because we're under 21. By
0: the and way, so- for everybody, for all the younger listeners, a mall is a place that had a bunch of stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's and not and all the people would go walk around. They'd buy stuff and whatever. Okay, it's, just it's, so everybody it's knows. It's not Amazon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, tell like, you
2: what, that, 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 that is a dying thing, right? That, oh, that, yeah. And that was a big social event. Absolutely. The, the go to the malls. Yeah, I'm going to the mall on Saturday. I'm going to buy myself go a couple to the mall of pairs of blue jeans. <laughs>
0: Go to the mall, go watch a movie at the mall, take mm-hmm. a girl to the mall, go watch a movie at the mall with the girl. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. That, that was the stuff you we did. Get your little pretzel,
1: you little cookie, get yourself some new kicks. <laughs> a pretzel, a cookie. Go get your little, <laughs> little, little jacket. You get a little, you know, like you go to one place. And you get everything you want. Mm-hmm. And again, your friends are there, meet new people, the girls are there, all those. Did
2: they still have malls in the 90s when you were cruising
1: Lindbergh? They did. And did it they... was still kicking. Like we awesome. went to Tilt over in Crestwood all the time. You know, I think like...
0: we're close to the same age. I think we're about I'm 45. Like, I'll be 44 next week. Okay. So, so we're the same yeah, age. We're, we're really all close. Right. So, yeah. did you guys
2: ever, Jason, especially, did you ever go to Fairview Heights Mall over there, St. Clair Square?
1: I mean, I've I've been there, but I mean, I didn't go there like at that age. I didn't really go there, really. Cause but I, I know where it's at. That was like the mall of all malls. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah, yeah.
2: that was a place to go.
1: Was it because everybody like hung out there, or did no, everything? It was just
2: because it was so big. Gotcha. They basically built it in the middle of a cornfield. Mm. I got hmm.
0: something. I'm going to throw us completely off track here. All right. <laughs> you got so, a pee too? Oh no! I got I, <laughs> I, got, I got. I got so there's a uh, a rat rod show. For those of you who don't know, I'm obviously into rat rods, but um, have one, do shows. I was in Dallas last year, or last week. for one. a badass one, that's for yeah. sure. So, anyway, there's a cool fucking show that happens. I want to say it's um, down in Tennessee. I, uh, I'll i have to double check. Kentucky or Tennessee, anyway. But what they do is, if you register in time, you get to drive into this old mall and park inside, and they do the a lot of the whole car show inside the mall. Wow. Holy cow. Wow. Well, think about these loud ass fucking cars inside, inside. of freaking oh, oh it is God. yeah. I haven't gotten to do it personally, but I got friends that have been down there and everything and they're like we we're going. We're this we're is gonna in do Tennessee? This. I think it's Tennessee or Kentucky. I'll have to double check. Either I don't one. remember, but yeah, we go. gotta go. It, yeah. Gotta <laughs> <laughs>
2: go. We'll
0: set we'll set it up. But yeah. I, I, <laughs> Those are great states. I, I love. And both of those. the cool part is, I'll <laughs> have to double check and make sure and promote this because he's going to be mad at me if he's listening to this. And yeah, but it's a for a charity, it's in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> Cleveland, no, it's, Ohio. It's for a charity thing, That's and cool. you know they do everything for you know stuff like that. It's a whole charity event, and it's so so cool. But I'll uh, I'll make sure and get the proper information out to everybody. But yeah, it's it's so cool, and they do it inside no an mall and. Everything like that—it's really cool. it's just, it's awesome, man. I've never still, heard of that. that is there cool.
2: still a teen nightclub in the mall? Because I'm there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like um, Jim. We're gonna have to talk about your age now. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can go looking for the teens. <laughs> yeah.
2: See what 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 what, grandpa, what 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 Grandpa Smoot used to tell me. He says, Jim, Jim, I feel my mind tells me I'm 21, but I'm 85, and I can't drive anymore. Mm. Yeah, you don't feel any different,
1: though. Yeah, your mind so you're mine.
0: You white, know what? You're I'll be open. 44 next. <laughs> fuck, it's next Tuesday. Holy fuck! am on. Wow. But anyway. Early, early birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. But, well, this will be coming out the first episode. This will be coming out the uh, day before. All right. This all right, part will on. probably be the day, the Monday after. But anyway, yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. But, yeah. Um, holy shit. You know what? It goes, so, goes by so fucking fast.
2: Yeah. yeah, man, Do you like that? You know, like that new country song By Dirt"? Mm-hmm. Have you Have you heard I that? I have Jason? heard that song. Love that song. If you're in the real estate, or you're just a family man, it hits that home, is right? The, that is yeah. your anthem, right yeah. there. Buy
0: I mean, like, Dirt. I, I don't think I've heard that. one. No, heard it. Oh, oh a great
2: song. I tell you what that'll bring tears to your eyes give me a second I'll get drunk if
0: I actually play it on there so I won't I won't do that but I'm gonna go find this motherfucker here (laughs) do you listen (laughs) to country music regularly or
2: I do I do I get so sick of the Casey stuff because I'm listening you know 40 years later they're playing the same goddamn song and it's like you know, give me something new, new something new, something, right? You right. Know? Yeah. And, know. And, and the wife, she listens to Casey religiously. If it's not Casey, it's the Elvis station. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of Memphis. But uh, no, I I love the country the country music because it tells a story usually. You know? Yeah, it's something you can sing along to or whatever. And and again, my days of uh, Stairway to Heaven and smoking the doobie with the zigzags in the back <laughs> of the van—that's
1: way, 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 way over. But yeah. How about you? What kind of music do you prefer as the audio guy? I'm
0: just curious. Honestly, I listen to, and I I hate it when I get this answer when I ask clients this, but I listen to a little bit of everything. I'll listen to some country. I love a little, I like more of the obscure country stuff, Mm -hmm. not the mainstream stuff. I I love a hard rock and roll type stuff. Um,
2: ZZ Top LaGrange. (laughs) some i I
0: love my 70s and 80s rock and roll stuff as well you know like you're saying but you know um i also like uh listen to some music people are gonna give me shit for this for a long time but i'll fucking make it public uh you know i love some pink stuff i love um some taylor swift stuff i love some of the i got some bass that love this stuff and you know what some of their music is really good, and I really like it. It's really good for what we do. And <clears throat> I, I listen to a lot of everything. Okay, <clears> okay, <throat> uh, Fuck off, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
2: serious. It, it, no matter what genre of music you listen to, there's always something good, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. some yeah. good stuff uh, or something.
0: I mean, you know, yeah, I just, I just honestly, I, I got a title thing, and I just, I pull up what, if I hear a song I like, yeah. I go search for it for on there. If I find something that I like that I can't find on there, I'll find it on Apple Music or something else. But put it on that
2: little doodad that's called a cell phone in your hand, and then you make that boom truck play it. Remember? <laughs> I mean, you can ask this guy any song, and just, any song, like a DJ and it'll all of a little, sudden play on yeah, that big boom truck, and it'll just fill up the whole parking lot of wherever that's you're so at. Cool, man. Which, by the way, is going to be at uh, Eurocharged.
0: Uh, absolutely at
2: night we're going to help this guy get his business open new business owner investing in all kinds of money in a super neat car business he's got uh, a driving simulator in his showroom if you oh, can really? believe this, he got a giant screen I mean, you want to drive a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever, or maybe you want cool. to be on a Formula One racer. That's that's part of what he's at over there by that private photo shoot area. That nice. I was Awesome. About. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> That'll be fun. Hey, we're going to get that's out there, and we're going to promote the shit out of this. So, everybody, if you're here in St. Louis on april 30th you better mm-hmm. come by and you better cruise Lindbergh and you better come and have fun with us because it'll
1: so come on out!
0: hell yeah, yeah. not stuff. that we have to stop yet but i i gotta throw out that promotion real <laughs> yeah, quick man well
1: and by the way thank you sir for coming on as a sponsor i appreciate it oh, man. I, need, I appreciate it. Brother. i need more good people with great business coming in and supporting what we're doing because we're up to something
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Business Cars and Cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.